So Ian, another day, another podcast, and this week we've got someone really exciting. It's taken a while to pin down, but we've finally got an EPC assessor. Yep. Rick Dalton, the director of the EPC Fellas. So we can look at and advise a landlord actually doing floor insulation. It's very expensive. Um, it's actually not going to improve your rating significantly or very much at all. So, but if you did this step and this step and this step we can get you a much higher rating for a much lower investment who's here to share everything epcs what it is with all the changes that's due to happen that people need to be aware of and right move actually released a report today that's saying over 53 percent of properties are less than a c rating which will affect a majority of properties on the market so for me it'll be exciting to get stuck in on this one find out a bit more information of what they do when they go to a property to, to get the report mm. and what they're doing to advise their clients on how to improve them and the best ways to do that cost effectively. What are you looking forward to? Yeah, and I think before anyone thinks EPCs, I'm going to turn off. Do not turn off from this episode because it is so relevant and it's also going to have a massive impact in the trends of how landlords are looking to either sell their portfolios or buy properties. The strategy around what EPC racing a property has got has never really been relevant before, but it's about to become very relevant. So we're gonna discuss that in this podcast. I'm, I'm interested to just find out in the life of an EPC surveyor, in his head, what is the process he goes through to create that rating? Because I don't think anyone really knows what they do. So for me, it's gonna be really interesting to just hear from an expert what he actually does on an EPC survey. So I'm most looking forward to that. And I think it's about time we get him in. Let's do that. So Rick, thank you very much for joining the Landlord Page Welcome. podcast, but um, really good to have you here. It, is been it has been proven difficult to have an assessor on. So glad to finally get someone. I appreciate that. But before we start, how's well, things? How's business? Business has never been better. We're, we're really busy at the moment. And I think... Uh, uh, the sales market has, has been booming, but the rental market too. So, uh, yeah, it's and with the impending legislation um, coming up, which I'm sure we'll we'll cover during the course of our discussion. That uh, you know we're looking at ways to help meet those demands too. Lots of legislation. I'm glad you pulled yep. that up. It's something that we will certainly get stuck into. Okay. But I thought it'd be a good opportunity. A lot of our listeners are first time investors. Okay. Um, so I thought it'd be good to really simplify what you do in your role as an EPC yep. assessor okay. um, and just talk about more information about that and why it's important now more so than ever. So if you wouldn't mind just giving a bit of background in terms of what you guys do. Okay. Um, so an EPC assessment is um, an evaluation of, of how well performing the property is. Um, we undertake a, a number of things on site. We're, we're working out the volume of a house. So you'll see an assessor measure the the, the perimeter of the building and the height of it so we can work out the volume of a property, which then we work out how much energy it takes to heat that space. We're looking at the fabric of the building, the structure of it, uh, wall construction, windows. We're looking at the, the heating system then within it and how efficient that is and what control you have over the heating system, thermostats and, and uh, TRVs and radiators, etc. We look at insulation levels in the walls and on the ceilings um, and then we put all that data into a computer that spits out uh, an EPC rating but um, it's very much based on site we need to gather that evidence to then go away and, and to, 
to bring the rating up. So essentially fact finding of that property yes. to yeah, that, yeah. which then determines the, the result yeah. based upon the system you input. Is yeah. that correct? That's right. Yeah. Perfect. So obviously for those that don't know, uh, as of 2025, it's not official news as mm-hmm. of yet, yep. but it pretty much is, let's be honest, with all the talks that's been happening, speculation, yeah. all the reports being going out, they reckon that you'll need an EPC rating of a C rating or above uh-huh. uh, in order to to rent your property. Now, right. from your day-to-day role that you've been doing, yep. how many properties are you typically coming across, would you say? Obviously, I'm not going to hold you to <laughs> this, but that don't meet those standards. Um, I would say probably more than 50% of the properties that we, we look at. If they're, if they're within built within the last 15, maybe 20 years, there's usually no problem. They're already... Um, a C rating, but anything older than that, um, if they haven't already had improvements done to them, um, they are falling below. Um, there's a lot of Ds because D is the national average at the moment. Um, so a lot of properties are in that D rating. We had the um, you know the challenges of bringing rental properties up to an E a few years ago. Um, and while we managed to do that and help a lot of landlords find ways to do it, the challenge from going from an E to a C is quite a big one. Um, and there's a there's a lot of hoops to jump through between now and then. Um, the Although it's not legislation yet, it's a lot of landlords are looking at um, at that rating and saying, well, let's think ahead. What, what can we do to try and improve our properties? We've got three years, so we've got time to do it. Um, and we're going to have to look at and embrace you know, newer and greener technologies to help us get there. Right, Move just did a report that I received this morning, actually, yeah. in my email inbox. And it said um, that 25% of landlords don't even know their own yeah. properties EPC rating. Yeah. And 35% <laughs> of landlords have no idea that that's coming into play. Yeah. That's quite worrying in itself. It is. It is. Um, and, you know, who... I think if you're if you're probably just being managed by um, an agency, then obviously hopefully the agency's on top of that and informing landlords of yeah. you know impending legislation, what needs to get done, and offering you know supply those services. But there's a lot of independent landlords or, or property owners who who don't work through agencies, and um, if you're not constantly keeping yourself informed and updated on on impending changes, then uh, you, yes, you can get caught out. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that unfolds, Tristan. Well, we always recommend any private landlord that does it themselves to yeah. keep informed with some sort of scheme, such yeah. as like the Landlord Association, yeah. or yeah. we use Good Lords, which is a great platform for okay. legislation along with Property Mark yeah. um, that, that provide that information. But any landlord that's doing it themselves, if they're not using an agent, should be educating mm. themselves each month because it changes, they, they reckon there's about 180 changes <laughs> in legislation, which is phenomenal. Mm, it yeah. just shows that you need to be on top of it. So previous to the podcast we we sort of spoke off there about what you do differently Mm -hmm. and it's probably the first time i've come across this um when i've been to assessors um for yourself once you do the report if it comes back less than a c rating then you guys provide a report of recommendation yeah do you mind just talking about this in a bit more detail so what we do now is um once we've done an epc we can then access the the raw data within the within the the computer database to to analyze and interrogate that so we've now got a piece of software that we can then put that data into um, it's called our property improvement um, software 
which allows us to look at what improvements can be made to a property. We can select different types of improvements, whether it's small insulation, loft insulation, new boilers, um, and get a real-time um, update on what that EPC rating is going to be and an idea of what the costs are. So we can look at and advise a landlord actually doing floor insulation is very expensive. Um, it's actually not going to improve your rating significantly or very much at all. So, But if you did this step and this step and this step, we can get you a much higher rating for a much lower investment. Um, so, and I think that's, well, we've already seen how that works with some of our um, our landlords, property investors, um, because they're not, they're not upgrading properties in the wrong way. Um, I've had landlords say, well, we're going to replace all the double glazing. Well, actually, there's, there's no need to replace yeah. the double glazing in terms of improving your EPC rating, um, because if it's double glazed, then the EPC rating would stay the same. Uh, it's only if you've, had, you've got older double glazing, pre-2002 or, or single glazing, um, or where landlords have said, well, you know, 70% of the property is double glazed. I'm going to finish, do the rest of it. Well, again, actually finishing that double glazing um, doesn't make any difference to the EPC rating. There's this sort of saturation point of, of about, I think, about 70%. Once you've double glazed that much, doing any more doesn't make any difference. So we help them find the things that do make a difference, whether that's insulation or whether that's looking at... Um, new heating systems and new technologies such as heat pumps and solar panels. For a property investor, that's fantastic, isn't mm. it? You know, if you're buying a property or looking to purchase a property and you see that particular report, yeah. it will very much give you the opportunity of working out what the, the net spend is after you've purchased it to, yeah. to get in there. Otherwise, a, a landlord might be looking at it thinking, right, I've got 15 grand to spend and I'm going to replace the kitchen, do this, that and the yeah. other. Where actually to make it compliant mm -hmm. it might need to do cavity wall insulation yep. or, or something along those lines but yep. that report will give them the shopping list prior to purchase or making an offer which yeah. i think that's brilliant i think um yeah i've not stumbled across that at all yeah. and i think that would make a massive difference to i guess that little pre bit of due diligence that a, a property investor does before yeah. or someone that's just green friendly in that same right move yeah. report it said one in ten buyers um, in the UK that are just looking to buy a property are looking for uh, green or self-sustainable type properties. Yeah. They're interested in that. And it seems to become at the moment a bit more frequent, the amount of people that are looking at that kind of green friendly yeah. trend for property and, and EPC ratings can help dictate that, can't they? Yeah, well, they can. Um, and there's a lot of challenges ahead because we, we still don't really know where we're going in terms of, um, you know, our fossil fuel boilers, gas boilers, and whether we're going to have to ditch all those in favor of heat pumps and um, electric energy. Um, so we look at and we can advise on on different ways to get there. Where, where a landlord's got um, a property that is electric only, I do recommend if you've got storage heaters, don't ditch them yet because we've had a lot of landlords pull out storage heaters and put in what they think are these newfangled electric panels, lot 21 compliant, and actually they lower the EPC rating. Wow. So we've had landlords who were previously an E, took out storage heaters, put in these new heaters, and it's fallen then down to a D, and they've had to go back and reinstall storage heaters to get there. Now, I know a lot of storage heaters, um, the, the older type, but 
they were the, the bane of of landlords and and tenants because they never did work properly but then the new um the new versions of storage heaters the fan assisted and the high heat retention storage heaters um score very highly in um in epc ratings and also um are much more efficient and much more user friendly are they as, kinds. are they as heavy Yes, they still got bricks in them. <laughs> they still as heavy because yeah. I was just thinking all those guys yeah. that were yeah. taking those down the stairs in flats. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'd be kicking themselves if they knew they were replacing them with yeah. new ones. <laughs> but I, so I recommend you know if if you are a landlord and looking at changing your heating system in any way, it's worth getting someone in who can advise you, an energy assessor who can advise you on the best way to do that and and the the things to do and not to do. Um, I've had a lot of landlords have taken advice from, um, you know, electric electricians or, or, or some other in heating installers, but they're not at the far end of it, looking at the impact of what that has on the on EPC rating. Mm. I suppose it's the benefit of doing that report to say what the improvements are. One, you can budget plan. Yep. If it comes into effect in 2025, yeah, yeah. you've got a few years to plan ahead of what you need to spend right. and not throw money at, at something that, that may not actually help in the direction you need yeah. whereas if you lived in the property and owned it yourself to live in yeah. it'd be a slightly different story of spending that money because yeah. you're going to reap the reward of bringing it up yeah. all you want from an investment point of view as a bare minimum yeah. is to achieve that rating yeah. Yeah, yeah. to ensure that it's, it's fully compliant That's come right. 2025 if it comes yeah. into effect yeah bit of a curveball one here hmm. epcs are 10 years they yeah. last for 10 years yes that's obviously something that's came from HIPS, the Home Information uh, Packs, and yep. that kind of EU kind of regulation. Yeah, yeah. It seems ridiculous to me that I could list a property and I legally have to list it with an EPC, but the EPC could be nine years oh, old yeah. and it's had two different people move in in that yeah. minute that might have refurbed the whole house yes, twice, exactly. but it's okay. I mean, is there any changes on making that shorter i don't want the public to spend more money on yeah, yeah. 100 150 quid etc yeah, yeah, yeah. but it does seem like if the epc is just a tick box exercise it's almost yeah. irrelevant in yeah. reality do, do you think that will change the the um epc calculations are changing um at the end of this year start of next year so um we don't know how that's going to impact on on how that rating is calculated except we we do know that it's going to be much more involved. Um, where in the past, for example, when we're looking at double glazing, we're just acknowledging what type of glazing it is, whether it's single or double glazing, or in some cases triple glazing, and we use a tool to measure the the, the depth of the double glazing, and that that's it. Um, apart from, is it typical glazing in the house, or is there more than average glazing in the property? Um, you know, does it have French double doors at the back, which which increases the amount of double glazing? But now we're looking at having probably to measure every single window mm. um, to help calculate the the area of double glazing within a property. So it's going to be much more involved. Um, there is discussion about um, reducing the life of a of an EPC um, maybe to five years, mm. um, but it 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 you know it it can be misleading. If I have come across a situation where I spoke to a, a someone who was looking to invest in a property, he saw the house across the road was up for sale. He pulled up an EPC. It was quite old, um, but it, it 
didn't have any heating in it. And he said, oh, I can't be bothered. It's going to be too much investment. Well, the owner of the house hadn't updated his EPC, put a whole new heating system in. So he lost potential buyers yeah. because he hadn't updated his EPC. And I recommend that, you know, if you're going to sell or um, rent your property, you, you, you get a current EPC. Um, we've got a lot of mortgage companies now won't issue mortgages on properties unless the, the EPC is within two years old. Mm. Um, or if it, I've had some who won't um, issue a mortgage if the, the rating's too low either. Um, it happens quite a lot in, in other countries. I think Holland um, have an insistence that the, the rating is a, it's a certain rating before they'll issue a mortgage. Interesting that lenders have, have come into that effect yeah. because that's the common sense yeah, that is the common sense. I'm not saying always lenders' decision making is common sense yeah. based, but that is the common sense. I mean, I look at my house. I moved into my house three and a half years ago. Um, total refurb. You know, needed everything doing. The double glazing is being done this week, actually. Yeah. But we've got new heating system in there, kitchens, bathrooms, loads of stuff done in the loft as well from yeah. an installation point of view. Um, better fire door going into the garage, which may or may not make a difference. I don't know, yeah. but. The house is a totally different house, yeah. but the EPC is still valid and I could sell it <laughs> next year and it's a totally different house. The yeah. shell is the same, yeah. but internally and, you know, all of the, the boiler and the double glazing is all totally different. Yeah. So it's crazy, really, that yeah. I could do that and hinder myself as a seller if that's I didn't fair. know, but yeah. also mislead the buyer. Yeah. Um, so I think that's sensible if it was yeah. reduced to five. And I also think it's quite sensible that, that lenders are expecting something to happen there because we're not talking about a full structural survey that costs 1500 quid no. we're talking about something that part of putting your property on the market yeah. if you're committed yeah. you should be happy to spend 100 to 200 quid on something like that yeah. i think well and, and uh, you know uh, an updated epc if it if it if it's better than the one that before it's just another marketing and sales tool isn't mm. it your property if the higher the rating the more efficient it is the more attractive it's going to be to a potential buyer yeah absolutely well to give you an idea, right move on that report that you mentioned earlier, they see that from the stats that they're seeing, you could achieve up to 16% more in sale price or purchase price oh, if mm. you was to upgrade to a C rating. Yeah. And last month was the first month in history to overtake buyers were buying B ratings or above over D rating oh. properties. So quick question. Yes. A rating yeah. doesn't seem to be a thing. Um, there doesn't seem to be many of them out there and even new build developments are coming out yeah. of bees. Yeah. What's the take on that? Is it, is it just this holy grail of something that's almost untouchable <laughs> or is there, is there a little tick box that developers are like, no, that's too much money to get to the A, we're not fussed. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I've done literally thousands of EPCs and I have come across one a-rated property in the whole time. Frame it in the <laughs> office. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a, a you know a modern build and it had um, all new um, heating technologies, had heat pumps and solar panels and solar hot water. Um, didn't need a a, a, tur a wind turbine, but it managed to get there without. But uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't I couldn't tell you what was different about that particular house. It didn't present any different uh, than you know than it sounds like it moves past being efficient to being almost self-sustainable yeah, yeah, that that yeah. maybe is the difference because yeah. i just uh, the first time i saw it i saw a new build site and it 
came out as a B, and I was like, well, surely every new build should be an A. Be. Yeah, obviously they're, not. So. they're obviously not. Yeah, aren't yeah, they? yeah. So. yeah and, and I'm surprised that um, you know new build properties aren't being built with solar panels in the roof and and some of the newer technologies while they're still putting you know gas boilers in properties and not looking at alternatives mm. for new builds is, is beyond me um but do you think that's due to trying to reduce costs or yeah, probably i mean you know the, a heat pump is is maybe three or four times the, that of a, of a gas boiler maybe more than that um but um long term it's a it's a more cost efficient and greener alternative. Cool. So I, I suppose coming off of the, the EPC chat and just going on to your personal opinion of what's happening in the marketplace, mm. how do you see the property market in the next sort of six months or so? So uh, we've seen obviously a massive spike in property prices. Yeah. We've seen interest rates at their lowest and suddenly start to creep up again yeah. since December. Yeah. Do you, what do you expect to happen next? Um, That's a tricky one that I, I think, I mean, the, the sales market, as we were discussing earlier, has just, it's just been booming for the last couple of years. Um, I'm wondering if the, the impending legislation requiring landlords to, to go to a C rating on top of all the other legislation and requirements they have of the, you know, the EICR electrical checks and gas boiler checks and this check would will just push landlords to the edge that that's it, I've had enough one one thing too many and we're just going to sell i do expect to see a um when once that legislation comes in and we get closer to it and landlords just thinking no i'm just going to sell it and move on i i totally agree i think there's going to be a big influx of landlord selling when that happens or gets close to it because Mm. like you say it's another one of those things where they just think the goalposts keep moving and making it inefficient Mm. The, the good news is for all those landlords is they've probably made 25% equity in the last 20 months so they can afford to do it it's just the convenient factor of whether they want to do it but I I think that gives new landlords and new property investors an unbelievable opportunity to re-strategize how they grow a portfolio and I think the different generations of the UK where there will be a lot of landlords that have probably been landlords for 20, 25, 30 years just go do you know what? Let's just move it on. Let's bank it or reinvest it elsewhere. Okay. And I think it's the the people that are out there in trades that have done successful businesses that are kind of in their 40s to 50s that are now really looking at property as a solid investment compared to the stock markets and things like that, which is so erratic at the moment. And that hopefully for both of our professions will be really good news because there will be a great opportunity to go and buy. And I wonder then whether the the whole green mortgages and the green you know the green ratings yep. i think to get a green mortgage it has to be a b epc for that to be approved yeah. i think we, yes. it, it was when don was talking about it um that will be interesting to see whether the strategy of a, of a property investor going for a old rundown property yeah. to spend money and re refinance and let yeah. changes to actually seeing a new development pop up and thinking i'll buy a couple of apartments off plan yeah get them in at their lowest phase price and yeah. then they just they're straightforward b lets no worries yeah. green mortgage slightly better interest rate yeah everyone's happy it'd be yeah. interesting to see what happens yeah. over the next five years but i'm i'm on the same page as you on that yeah. for sure yeah it's been very interesting listening to you thank you for oh, really? for coming in it's been um hopefully people listening you know landlords and property investors are taking a lot from that and 
all of your contact details we'll obviously put in in the video in the podcast in the show notes and if people want to sort of get in contact with you best to go on the website is it yep, or yeah. yeah go on the website they've got all our details there and lots of information mm. um you know if you go as you say if you're going to look at buying a new property and you're worried about that rating um coming up for the cost of a you know a, a new EPC and a, a property investment uh, you know calc- uh, improvement calculation might spend up to about two hundred pound, but at least you could qualify whether that's worth that investment. You know whether what that improvement's going to cost me to 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 bring it up, and um, you'll know whether you know it's going to need a new heating system or not and whether it's worth spending the money on that people have to spend 350 quid on a mortgage valuation yeah, well, exactly. tells them nothing <laughs> so <laughs> 200 quid yeah. on that yeah. is yeah. an absolute yeah. no-brainer and that yeah. you know for anything if it comes out of anything people listening i think they will definitely take you up on that because it's, it seems like a no-brainer to get that shopping list and do that due diligence on on that yeah. home improvement calculator did you call it property improvement calculator property, property improvement yeah. calculator more yeah. more generic for the yeah, investors yeah. as well i like <laughs> it right. good stuff thank you appreciate Welcome. it thank you so ian another podcast and rick has left the building what an episode so much information there and i'm sure the listeners have certainly benefited from this yeah but what did you take away most from this yeah i totally agree i think mike's going to be gutted he wasn't on this one and next time me and you need to talk about what clothes we're wearing so we're not <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same for a podcast but most people listen rather than watch um what did i take away rick actually off camera at the end and i think we should definitely get this in there um because he didn't get a chance to mention it he highlighted that actually one of the the quick and easier ways to get the EPC rating up, or probably the most important way to do it, is to look at it from the outside in. And what he basically said is if you've got, if you look at the shell of a house, has it got cavity wall insulation? Has it got loft insulation? Is it double glazed? If you take that as like the outer frame of a property, if it's got those three, then move inside. But don't go start chasing boilers and reflitting full or insulation and things like that if it hasn't got double glazing yet because actually the benefit of doing those is watered down by the fact that externally it's not as strong that i think is advice that was fantastic it was off camera so i thought i'd definitely throw that in for him his overall knowledge and um confidence in the conversation answers that we had showed that this is a guy that knows what he's talking a great contact for the network and i think for people listening as well it's a really really solid place to go if you want a good epc and that was what i took from it what about yourself bud no definitely i think the most important thing for me was something that all the other assessors i've worked with previously in my experience in agency do not provide a recommendation of works at the end of the epc here's the epc rating this is a report there you go yeah thank you yeah whereas they literally sit down they input all the data and the more information they have the better so if that goes down to the boiler model then obviously that can improve it rather than going to a standard rating Mm. but also providing recommendation to improve and then they can also get quotes for the work as well, which is just unheard of in my experience. I don't know if you're the same. Yeah, I just think that's something which, how much sense does it make? If you're going around a property and you are checking out the rating of X, Y, and Z, you're looking at the tick boxes you've got to work through, and then you're just writing comments next to them and highlighting them. And when it spits out in his software and says, right, this rating is X, the improvements you need to do to get it to Y is, 
ignore those letters because obviously X and Y is not a rating that you'd want, um, then why wouldn't you have that information supplied to you? And I think that is a fantastic piece of software they've got. I think, like I said to you, if you're going to spend 350 quid on a mortgage valuation, 300 quid on searches, you know, 1500 quid on a solicitor to purchase a property, why wouldn't you spend 200 quid on a live EPC rating, an actual one, not a two, three, four, five, six year old one, that's also going to give you the insight you need to get it from a E or a D to a C or a B. Um, no brainer for me. Great episode. Loved having Rick on. And um, yeah, looking forward to next Friday for another awesome episode. But this one, I think people were taking a lot of notes of. And as always, if anyone's listening or watching and they've got questions for us, me or Tristan, or you want us to get you in contact with Rick, fire us through a message and we will set that up. But yeah, really enjoyed it. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day, Tristan. You too. I'm flicking through YouTube and through Spotify. I don't think there's a podcast or a video channel on YouTube that landlords can land on where they're not being sold something. I mean, it'd be the first time any estate agents ever asked that question, but why not ask that question to a wider audience? They just have the knowledge there, but they don't seem to share it. You can do different episodes based around someone that wants an exit plan or someone that's just starting their portfolio. The rules change every year. Yeah. But why not just open the floor out and just say, well, is property even the best investment out there? And tax advice is a big thing, especially with everything that's changed, capital gains yeah. tax, and obviously your stamp duty costs that you need to pay and whatnot. People don't realise what they need to prepare for. We build a podcast, and we build a YouTube channel, somewhere that landlords can go and they feel they're not being sold to, but they're just getting quality advice.